0: Most people struggle to respond when somebody asks the all too familiar question, what do you do? And because of that, they're missing out on marketing opportunities every day. My name is Kurt Stockwell, and as a StoryBrand certified guide with over 11 years of marketing experience, I've helped hundreds of businesses create marketing that actually works. You're listening to the One Liner Workshop Podcast, and in every episode, you'll learn how to create a powerful one-liner that'll make people want to do business with you. Kelly Thompson is the founder of Token Square, a consultancy specializing in NFTs. An NFT is short for non fungible token. It's a type of digital asset that represents ownership or proof of authenticity of a unique item or piece of content using blockchain technology. Or, in simpler terms, she helps businesses and individuals secure verified ownership of their digital content. NFTs is an emerging industry, and Kelly struggles to explain her work in simple terms that everyone can grasp. Today, our aim is to help Kelly craft a one-liner that will help the average person understand this new industry and the practical value her services provide. Let's get started. Hey, Kelly. Thanks for coming on today. I'm excited to learn more about what you do. We've talked many times at networking events and such, and it's all around the topic of NFTs. And NFTs, I'm sure that when you start talking to folks, their eyes glaze over really quick. I would say that I'm in an industry where uh, I have enough circling around my ecosphere that I hear about NFTs often. Mm -hmm. I still feel like I don't totally know what they are. (laughs) So this is going to be an education for me too. Right. So tell me a little bit about your industry and a little bit about your company.
1: Basically. We started with Web 1 when it was read-only. You would just read the information like a bulletin board back in the day, back in the late 90s, I guess you could say. Then we moved into Web 2, which is what we're primarily working in right now, which is engaging with social media and it's reading and writing. But with Web 3, we're moving into ownership. And so a lot of the frustrations and problems that content creators have, for example, is that you put your content out there on a Facebook page or Instagram and you're at the mercy of of a corporation's algorithm and they can pretty much do whatever they'd like with that. And so with digital tokens and with Web3, it's about taking ownership so that content creator can then control their own data, take their followers with them and get paid better for it as well. And like you had said, when I introduce this subject, it's really difficult because people instantly, when you say the word blockchain or tokens or NFTs, it scares them. And it's like, oh, gosh, you're going to start talking about something and going way over my head. So what I like to do in my company is to get that person from learning nothing, being scared of the technology, to seeing the light in their eyes and the smile on their face when they're like, oh, I get it. (laughs) I get it. And implementing that into their businesses. So that's kind of-
0: Wow, that's fantastic. And thank you for kind of breaking down the history of web one, web two, and web three. And I think you nailed it when you talked about gaining back ownership. It sounds to me like that might be something we key in on As we start to unpack this initially so what we're going to do in this journey here in the next few minutes is we're going to put together obviously the one-liner which is the answer to the question what do you do and it's not necessarily always a verbal answer to the question what do you do the reality is people are coming to your website people are reading your print material people are reading your blog post or a signature line in your email And the first question that they're asking, if they're not already familiar with you, is what do you do? So this exercise of the one-liner is more than just an answer verbally to the question. And we'll kind of unpack that a little bit more uh, once we kind of start nailing down. What do we want to say to that answer? What do you do? Okay, so we're going to do it in three steps. Okay, so step one is start off by stating the problem or pain point that most of your clients face. It sounds to me like somewhere around ownership of the digital assets is maybe where we want to land with that, but we'll see. The next thing that we're going to do is we're going to talk about your solution to the problem you just stated, okay? So we've opened up a story loop in your customer's mind, and they're like, yes, I'm familiar with that problem. And then immediately you can introduce yourself as the guide that's helping them solve that problem, okay? And then the third thing that we're going to do is we're going to finally ramp up the success and clearly explain how your customer either will feel after that problem is solved or the result they can expect after that problem is solved. And so state the problem you solve, directly state how your product solves that problem and end with a tangible end result that your customer will expect to experience, okay? So that's what we're going to do. So we've talked about web three, web one, web two. We've talked about the idea of ownership Do you have a kind of a very niche client that you specifically serve with this solution? And who is that?
1: So I'm the bridge between the client who has the product or service in their business. I bridge that gap to the platform that's going to solve their problem and explain it to them. It's just a matter of helping them along the way. So I'm kind of guiding them. With these new platforms, the tech part is their jam. They just love the tech, but explaining it and breaking it down because they're startups, they don't have a sales force. And so I'm just kind of bridging that gap. So there is a platform that's doing ticketing. So event planners or anyone for that matter, who puts on a workshop that has a ticket that can be part of my niche. Mm -hmm. Um, The other possibility is with writing and content creation. There's some platforms that allow you to monetize your writing and then certifications and trophies. So you attend a class, you can get a degree or a certification saying you pass that. So that's as much as I can niche down.
0: Got it. So the people with events, people who want to own their material online, right, and then the certification. So that would be a lot to kind of spit out if yeah. we said... People with events, people who are looking to control certifications, people who have uh, their intellectual property online uh, are looking for this solution. And this is what I saw. So what if we packaged all three of those up into just kind of a basic terminology? So what would you call the thing that they're trying to protect the content creator? Their intellectual property? Yes. So intellectual property and then security. Would that be the events and such?
1: You can do security. It protects from scalpers and scammers and things. But for the event planner, it is creating a ticket that not only gets you entrance into the event, but after the event is over, it Mm. has that memento, that collectible. Mm
0: -hmm. So content writers are looking to protect their intellectual property. Event planners are looking for... Continued access to their clients?
1: Creative use is for engagement.
0: Okay. Then the third example also was looking for engagement, right? And that is certification through like universities and stuff like that. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Or anyone who puts on a class.
0: Okay. Or is there something more that the people who hold classes and offer certifications, are, they're looking for engagement, but what else are they looking for other than engagement? It's-
1: it's concrete proof. Because right now, if you were to graduate from college, you get a paper degree and your record is with the school. But how do you... A,
0: dig- a, a, a protected digital record? Yes. Okay. Yes.
1: Protected digital record. Perfect. Because it's on the blockchain. Anyone can verify it and you can't fake it.
0: Okay. So ownership.
1: Mm-hmm. Verified ownership.
0: All right, so you gave me three audiences. One, you said we'll give them the term content writers. Two, we'll kind of give them the term like event planners. And then three, people who hold classes and offer certifications. So, what the content writers are looking for is protection for their intellectual property.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The event planners are looking for mm-hmm. continued engagement. And then people who hold classes and other certifications, they're looking to protect that digital record or that certification, diploma, whatever you want to call it. So they're looking for like verified ownership. Right. Would you say that those are the kind of the things that they're looking for?
1: hmm Yes. Okay. And then they verified ownership goes through all of those three. Yeah.
0: So the reason why I'm doing that kind of walking through that with you is if we said, these days, businesses who have digital products are looking for verified ownership, that would probably get lost on folks. Right. Because they're like, what does verified ownership mean, right? But if you said protected digital records, engagement, protected intellectual property, people would go, okay, that makes sense to me. So what if we said something like the problem that you solve are businesses who have online resources are looking to have more ownership over that material?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yes. Would you say that that's accurate? Yes. Okay, let me jot that down here the goal of this exercise is just to get somebody to go. I know where to file Kelly's business card in my brain because it has something to do with protecting me online, Mm -hmm. or it has something to do with giving me more ownership online. Oh, I remember Kelly talking to me about what she does is she helps people get more control and ownership of these assets. So if we said something like the problem that you solve is, Businesses who have online products or resources are looking for more control and ownership of these assets. Mm -hmm. Would you agree to that? Yeah. Okay, cool. So that is the problem. How do you solve this problem and how does an NFT or digital tokens solve this problem?
1: Is me personally in my service providing Mm -hmm. the solution or is it the NFT that's actually providing the solution? Yeah,
0: so (laughs) that's a great question. What you can say is, I guide people through, I help bring clarity as to how they can gain control, yes. you know, things like that.
1: Step one is definitely educate on the subject to bring them to a level of understanding. Then step two is brainstorming creative ways of utilizing the technology. And then step three is finding the partners to make that project become a reality.
0: So you educate and you create connections, really? Right. Are you like a consultant?
1: So I can either do a one-on-one consultancy, but ideally I would love to get other like-minded entrepreneurs together so that everyone can have these discussions together. I think that's more powerful.
0: So I would imagine that being the networker and kind of connector would come in the follow-up conversations maybe. And what we want to talk about here in the solution is your consultancy. I consult with business to educate them about their options or about their.
1: Well, I educate them so they're more comfortable with the subject. Got it.
0: So it gives them confidence Confidence. and clarity. clarity. Got it. Okay. I educate and connect businesses to the right solutions or people. Would it be other people?
1: People and resources.
0: People and resources.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I like that. I think if we stated the solution like this, I educate them and connect them to the right people, technology, and resources. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So they have confidence and clarity about knowing where that thing's going to be in the future, right?
1: Yeah. And also to me, it just clicked with me with Web3 just the whole thing just clicked with me is because of this podcast I listened to with Mike Stelzner, social media examiner. And when he talks about trends of social media, he was always at the forefront. And so when he says Web3 and digital collectibles and NFTs are the wave, this is what's coming, then it's like, oh, I don't want to be left behind, you know, five years in when everyone else Mm -hmm. has already made tons of money on it and already knows the bells and whistles and knows how to do it. I want to be at the forefront. I don't want to miss out on the next big thing, the internet.
0: Mm. What were the three things that you said this guy always talks about?
1: Tokens, digital assets, um, NFTs.
0: Okay. So I think if we added something to the problem that you solve and stated something like with the ever-evolving landscape of the internet, they now have the opportunity to acquire the control and ownership they desire. I help them find right people technology and resources to give them confidence they need to take on the future.
1: Yes. Do you want to add digital collectibles in there at all?
0: You could. So if we add digital collectibles, what I would do is I would caution you on where you unpack that Mm. in your messaging. I think if you are answering the question, what do you do at a networking event? And the person you're talking to is likely Going to be pretty fuzzy on what a digital collectible is. Mm-hmm. I think I would leave digital collectible out of the answer. If you have the opportunity to unpack more of what you offer, like through a website, or maybe if this isn't an email and you have a hyperlink on the word digital collectibles where they could click and go, "What the heck's a digital collectible?" Oh, I know what that is. Then I would use that term digital collectible. Does that make sense?
1: Mm-hmm. So I'm struggling with. Businesses with online products and resources. Okay. The, I'm, how about entrepreneurs with an online presence? Okay. Seek yeah, greater like control and ownership of their if you say digital assets.
0: Of their digital assets. Yeah. Right. Okay. Got it. Entrepreneurs with an online presence are seeking greater control and ownership of their digital assets. Yes. With the ever-evolving landscape of the internet, they now have the opportunity to acquire the control and ownership they desire through digital collectibles. We help them find the right people, technology, and resources to give them the confidence they need to take on the future. I like that. I really like that a lot. Now, what we're going to do with this is (laughs) take it and road test it. Okay. So the next time you're at an event or the next time you're talking to somebody or, you know go to a coffee shop. And if you feel bold enough to do this, just ask a random person and just say, you could say, I have a new business and I'm working on some marketing. Can I tell you what I do? And you can give me your honest feedback about whether it's clear or not. Mm -hmm. And then just say it and see what they say. Okay. And if they're like, "Uh, I think so. Then say, well, what kind of, what words kind of hung you up? Well, you know, uh, a a digital collectible. I've never heard that term before. Oh well, it's this. Well, how would you describe a digital collectible? Oh, I would describe it like this. And so maybe you could get some real honest feedback. Again, you'd have to be bold enough to walk into a coffee shop and do that because the thing is, you can't ask your friends because you probably told them about digital collectibles, you know, and digital assets and NFTs. So much and that they're, they're like, like stop yeah, talking
1: about yeah, it. exactly, right.
0: <laughs> exactly. But I think that this brings a lot of clarity that has currently been missing. And I think that when you go to the next networking event that we met at, um, Mm -hmm. and you said something like this, I think the room would go, okay, I I know where to file that, that digital business card in my mind. And it's filed in my mind over people who are seeking control and ownership over their stuff online. Yeah. And so that's a win. Mm -hmm. That's a win is when people go, Kelly helps people gain control and ownership over their stuff online. Because the idea here is we want to make sure that this is memorable and repeatable, yes. right? So I think that the average person would take away the words control and ownership and you give people the confidence to, you know, head into the future of the internet. I think that's a win.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. That's cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about where you think you might use this right out of the gate.
1: Well, like I write every week, a blog. Mm. And then I create Instagram and LinkedIn carousels. So a lot of text heavy stuff. And so that would be a fantastic ending slide.
0: I like that. And what you could do on your social media profiles is after your name, you could say, I help entrepreneurs gain control and ownership over their online assets or their digital collectibles. Maybe you put Underneath your name on social media, maybe you put that in your email signature and people are always kind of linking Kelly with gaining control and ownership of my stuff online. They might not know what an NFT is. They might not know what a digital collectible is. They might forget the fact that we're in Web3, but they remember that. And that would be a win.
1: I like using these high-tech terms just Mm -hmm. for it just sets me apart because mm-hmm. I've been using this as, well, this is a unique marketing strategy. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, what mm-hmm. sets you apart? So by saying NFTs and blockchain, then people are like, Ooh, that's it. Yeah. I, I, it's like yeah a so for platform. sure.
0: So you could say I help entrepreneurs who are seeking greater control and ownership over their digital assets. And then right underneath that, you're listing out all of the things that you do, which are NFTs, digital assets, and tokens. You could list that just like bullet point, bullet point, bullet point, right? Mm -hmm. And then let's say you put that on a business card. And so there is somebody who knows what those are, go, oh, okay, I know what those are. But you've unpacked the problem that those solve. So -hmm. I think with a lot of people, they've heard of the term NFT, but I don't think a lot of people really understand that it's all about ownership and control. Right. Well, I think we did it. You feel confident about that? Feel good about that?
1: (laughs) Yes. I have been wordsmithing my, what I've been doing for a year and a half. I just, (laughs) we all
0: have. Hey, well, thanks so much, Kelly. I hope that this was helpful. And again, I'm looking forward to hear your feedback on how this is connecting with those out in the wild. Well, that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Follow the one liner workshop, wherever you listen to podcasts and remember Businesses that succeed in today's marketplace invest in clarity and reject confusion. A great one-liner is just the first step in creating marketing that works. And if you're ready to take all your marketing to the next level, please visit welldressedwalrus.com and schedule a free consultation with me. If you'd like to learn more about StoryBrand and Donald Miller, the creator of the one-liner, check out the book Building a Story Brand wherever books are sold. I'll see you next time for the next episode of the One-Liner Workshop.